Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Directed by Kathy Yan, Birds of Prey is the eighth film in the DC Extended Universe um, and both a follow-up to and spin-off of Suicide Squad from 2016. Birds of Prey is out now, so if you haven't watched the film yet but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is front and centre in the DC movie that doesn't hold back and goes all out with its R rating. Jason, you have the plot. Alright, after the Joker breaks up with Harley Quinn, as we said, played by Margot Robbie, uh, throwing her out on the streets of Gotham City, she cuts her hair, adopts a spotted hyena named Bruce, takes up roller derby and blows up Ace Chemicals. Uh, Now, without Joker protecting her, everyone who Harley has ever crossed is after her. Unprotected and on the run, Harley faces the wrath of narcissistic crime boss Roman uh, Sionis, is it? Or Black Mask, played by Ewan McGregor, and his right-hand man, Victor Zaz, played by Chris Messina, who is after a diamond embedded with the account numbers to the fortune of the Bertinelli crime family. Uh, young pickpocket Cassandra Kane, played by Ella J. Basco, steals the diamond from Zaz, swallows it, and now has a bounty on her head. Harley finds herself protecting the young teen, but soon... Uh, things even out for Harley when she becomes unexpected allies with three deadly women. Huntress, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Black Canary, played by Journey Smollett-Bell. And Renee Montoya, played by Rosie Perez. Whew, well done. I think that is the most thorough plot we have delivered in quite a while. I mean... That's the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot, but that's the movie. Well, I didn't want to just write... Harley Quinn teams up with these three characters or four characters and takes on Black Mar. I feel like there was more to it. Where is Harley Quinn now? What is she doing? No, I like it. But you we've did, addressed it. You did a good job. Yeah, thanks. We've, yeah. Okay, where do you even start? Let's start with the title. <laughs> okay. You dropped it? You said the whole thing? I did, reluctantly. <laughs> Although, saying that, yes, reluctantly, Birds of Prey, I think, is a better title. If this movie does well enough at the box office, I am concerned for this movie at the moment, but it's still early days. It's, yes. it's been one weekend. They can still do a Birds of Prey movie, I feel, because this is a Harley Quinn movie. This movie is 100% a Harley Quinn movie. So her no tacking on this extended title, I'm okay with it in the sense that we could still, at a later date, get a Birds of Prey movie. Without the, without the graffiti title. If this was called Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, you know, probably a, a better, more suitable title. But I think the joke is that she's sort of hijacked this movie. That is the this joke. Is it's a... very Deadpool of her. You know, there's a comic coming out this week. It's the DC Black Label. And the name of that comic, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. <laughs> there we go. And it's these characters from this movie with Harley Quinn. Uh, I mean, yeah. This... It, like you said, this is a Harley Quinn movie. A lot of the screen time is with Harley Quinn. Um, a bit of interaction with her and other characters, but, you know, it is pretty much her. By the end of the movie, what you've got is a setup. You've got a setup for a Birds of Prey movie. Like, the team is assembled at the end. It's a Harley Quinn movie. It's- you know, there's rumours that this is the first of a planned Harley Quinn trilogy. The second one would be Gotham City Sirens, which has been spoken about for quite a while now. Sure. That's where Harley teams up with Poison Ivy and Catwoman. The third movie, 
Harley Quinn versus Birds of Prey. Or Birds of Prey versus Harley Oh, right. Quinn. I did not know about that third. That one. would be interesting sure. if they were then going against each other. But this movie, though, Harley Quinn, I was surprised how deep we get into Suicide Squad with this movie. There's a lot of... Strong connection, clearly, with Margot Robbie back as Harley. But at times, tonally, and even though we don't see... I mean, Jared Leto is not in this movie as Joker. It is clearly his Joker, but I was surprised because that opening animated sequence, it had Joker looking more like he does in the comics. I'm like, oh, is this... How they're gonna do it? They're gonna retcon yeah. how he looks. There's even moments in like within the movie, not just that opening animated sequence, but you know, like uh, Harley's got a essentially like a drawing, a painting of Joker on the wall, and again, it's that sort of traditional clown look. He doesn't have the damage tattoo, but None I think that, yeah. if they were gonna redo Leto's Joker for a later appearance, they'd have taken away Harley's silly tattoos. Hmm. Messy tattoos. I don't know. No, ugly. <laughs> I really don't like the look. Not that you're against tattoos, tattoos but it's just, but it's the, just that it's, joke with the grills and the. And I get it, like she's damaged. doing it herself. And like, I remember hearing about Suicide Squad that she gave him the tattoos. And I'm like, I, I was more on board with that as an idea. Like, I don't believe the Joker, not that he's real, would go out and get tattoos for himself. But if I could buy him allowing Harley to tattoo him. Mm. But yeah, Joker does have a strong presence. He's not in the movie. I heard it was like a combination of like um, some CGI animated stuff, uh, which I guess... Repurposed footage. Repurposed footage. Which gets thrown into or, the acid. you know, stand, double standards and, and stuff like that. So it's like, either way, I got a, a sense enough of that Joker from Suicide Squad. So the connection there, they haven't rebooted or abandoned that. No. That movie still he, exists. I know he's they're still doing, the Joker. They're doing something a little bit different with Suicide Squad 2, but that movie for all extensive purposes, exists and there's a connection to it. I mentioned the the first box office weekend for, for this movie. It's currently testing lower than Green Lantern from 2011. Yeah, the, Just the opening weekend. I mean, maybe word of mouth, and uh, I'm revealing a bit here, but maybe word of mouth will pick it up it a bit. It does seem to be a lot of positive word of mouth. What I was going to get out there, though, is even though it's not tracking too well at the box office... This world will still be continued in The Suicide Squad. And Margot Robbie is said to have at least a small part as Harley Quinn in that film. That's it. They're not going to just be like, shut up shop just because of one... Like, back in the day, if a movie didn't test well, it'd go away. Mm. Where, you know, no matter what this ends up doing at the box office, these characters in this world... It's going to stay. It's different if you have one movie that comes out and then you don't have a, a follow-up movie for two, three years. You know, you've got that time to say, well, let's pull the plug, it's not going to happen. But no, you know, multiple movies are in production. They're, they're coming. They're pretty much unstoppable, uh, you know, locomotives. <laughs> Would you be worried if this movie bombs and you're working on The Suicide Squad? I mean... I'd... Do you think it could slow down the momentum of that film? I mean, it'd be something to be concerned about, but at the end of the day, I think you can sort of spin it, whether it's a bit of PR work, marketing and stuff like that, and be like, look, we're doing our own thing here. Um, And I think critical response to this movie has been quite positive as well. So if it was both financially and critically, you know, a disaster, 
I think there would be more to be concerned about, but again, you'd spin it as we're doing our own thing here with Suicide Squad 2. Yes, it's connected, but our production team, our people involved, um, it's going to be its own sort of unique thing, which DC seem to be doing their own thing with each movie, even if there are connections there. But I think one theory, I guess, to maybe why financially this is um, not being as well, like think about the fan base of Harley Quinn. You know it's huge, but who are those people that are really strong, avid you know, dressing up as Harley Quinn for Halloween and stuff like that. Girls, young girls, you know, like, she's a pretty kick-ass, awesome character, but this movie has that R rating on it. And so again, American R rating or MA here, which... I mean, yeah, yeah. that could be effective. It's I mean, a deterrent. I was, I was comparing it to Green Lantern, but that's like, what, an M-rated movie? PG-13 in the US? I'd say the the closest comparison is to Deadpool, which I know you 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 drop name drop there just before um but yeah it's you know it's colorful it's it's in that superhero world but yeah you've got the you've got the r rating the the foul language the violence and stuff like that but i think the the difference between the deadpool character and i guess his fan base is that a lot of people were old enough to fully embrace that and enjoy it and that's what the fans wanted with harley quinn a huge following was the yeah the younger female audience you know what I will say? You mentioned you know the bad language and the violence. It fits. It does you know, fit it, in the it, yeah, which which is good. But it's not. It doesn't feel as though they've made something that it isn't. It very much feels like the right choice. Like you know the bad language. Sometimes if you had bad language in a comic book movie, it often doesn't. It might feel like doesn't it doesn't go play. well. But yeah. I mean, look at the, I guess, the characters and the environments that they're exploring in this movie, the the, the areas of Gotham. You're talking like um, clubs and, you know, a very adult scene. You know, it's not it's not like, you know, your local cafes and, you know, the local city bank and church. And it's, you're talking nightclubs and yeah, the criminal underworld so and all that kind of stuff. It's the seedy part of Gotham. It's, it's, yeah, those characters will naturally be speaking to that. I mean, I would watch a version of this movie... Still with the violence that we get, because it wasn't over-the-top violence, but there was a bit of physical sort of damage and stuff, but not really blood. But I would watch a version of this movie if well, without the bad language. If I think it would still work in that regard, but the bad language didn't take me out of it and go, oh, this is a bit this is a bit much or anything. So it, yeah, it works fine, but it also wasn't 100% needed. You know, there's another comparison to Deadpool as well, the narrative structure. Yes. And we said when we did our review of Deadpool that we really enjoyed it, but if it, if the story was linear, it wouldn't be as interesting because not that much happened. A lot more happens in this movie, but you've got a Harley Quinn that's basically telling you her version of events. And she's making mistakes as well. But what worked with Deadpool there, and you know, like you said, it is a quite small story, but it seemed bigger by the way it's presented and that's why it worked with with this movie i didn't really see the need for it to be you know narratively all over the place and i think that was that's one negative i'll give the movie because you know there's a scene quite early on you know she's surrounded by you know a bunch of uh, goons or whatever like she's pretty much like what's going to happen next like will she get out of this and then the next time you see her she's rocking up at the police station with like you know her confetti gun and stuff like that and or being back, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah, she and a little part of me was like, "Is the movie broken? Like, did did they did they mess up? 
like because what happened right and i'm like are they going back and i wasn't quite clear on is the narrative going to be flashing back and forth and then they do but it's you know it's not for another 15 minutes they do but i think yeah what they're going from it worked and i followed it it's her perspective isn't it like she's all over the place like she's She's crazy. known for She's not crazy. thinking straight, and yeah, for being for being <laughs> crazy. Let's just talk a little bit before we get to the other characters about Margot Robbie as Harlequin. So we got her in Suicide Squad, and she was good in that. You know, she was mm. one of the better things about that movie. I mean, one one positive for Suicide Squad was mainly the characters, or at least especially the main three. You know, um, Will Smith is Deadshot. Yeah, I was going to say Death. Yeah, and Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney, Captain Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, and of course Margot Robbie's Harley It was just the other parts of the movies that didn't work. So yeah, Margot was a shining point. And we do get a nod to Captain Boomerang, his picture in the police station. A little bit of a, I mean, she calls it out. Like, she, I know this guy. I reckon if she had just walked out, I might not have noticed. it. I did see it straight away. I saw it straight away. You do see it again she, later on. You and... do, but she calls it out. Like she points to it. But I yeah. did see it before she did that. Okay, her performance, like she's really turned up the accent. At least to begin with, I think as the movie progresses, she probably forgot. <laughs> she it it fades slightly, but when she, oh man, when this film first opens and she's doing a lot of narrating, it was grating on my ear a little bit. And like you didn't like it, <laughs> I'd say at least the first twenty minutes of this movie, I was trying to like it. <laughs> I was trying really, really hard to like it, and so many things were taking me out of it. And I thought, no, quick. You need to get back into this movie. I want to enjoy this movie. I mean, spoiler, as the movie progressed and the team was coming together, I was starting to enjoy it more. But when it was just Harley, and it's what I was fearful of, because admittedly, I did want a Birds of Prey movie. Based on the ads, I knew this wasn't going to be that. Yeah. It it kind of became that, but we still got a lot of Harley. So you, you're just character. waiting for them to get together and you're just stuck with this weird accented I was, Harley Quinn. I was struggling for for a long time, but then we do gradually get introduced to the rest of the Birds of Prey. But even with that, though, we get Cassandra Kane, and it's like, great, it's Batgirl. Not really, because this is Cassandra Kane in name only. It's mm. a character with the name Cassandra Kane. She's not a mute that was brought up and trained by assassins. By not speaking, she could enhance a martial arts. And that character became Batgirl for a time. <laughs> there is a throwaway line in the movie that's like, oh, did you lose your voice? I know, which could be a nod to that. <laughs> yeah. Probably is. But, yeah. But okay. no, this isn't Cassandra Kane as, as you know. Cassandra Kane is the Batgirl on... Or is it the... It's not the Batwoman character, is no, it? That no, that's Kate Kane. See, Bruce Wayne's cousin. Very, this very is somebody fucking, yes. different. But when this character first appeared, Barbara Gordon, the ori- this is in the comics, Barbara Gordon, the original Batgirl, the killing As joke storyline, she was shot by the Joker, mm-hmm. she was in a wheelchair, and she became Oracle. And there'd been other Batgirls over the years, but she was one of the more popular ones. Cassandra Kane, an all-black suit, and the mouth part was stitched closed. It was a cool design. That's pretty creepy. I was waiting in this movie for something to happen and then her just, to just reveal to yeah, everybody that's a, she's this great fighter and it never happened. That's a bit disappointing for, I guess, you know, those hardcore fans that, you say popular, like the hardcore fans who know her, and I think that is still a small niche. She had her own comic for a number of years. It was very popular. <laughs> so Cassandra Kane, Batgirl, is a big character Yeah, the so disappointing that they have like a Batgirl character they could sort of play on and they... Unless they're saving it for something. I'd the say future. they are. I mean, at one point, there were 
apparently there was a draft where Batgirl was in this movie, the Barbara Gordon version, mm. and they were looking at Kristen Stewart. Or was it Kirsten? One of the two. Kirsten or Kristen Stewart? <laughs> one the of, Twilight actress. One of, one of her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's done many other things since, like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, so, but her character that we get in this, um, a bit of a catalyst for all the things happening. You know, the, the movie is set up to be pretty much everyone's after Harley, but then suddenly Cassandra Kane has a bounty on her head because she swallows that diamond and it's yeah. about sort of protecting her and again another parallel with well, more so Deadpool 2 this time oh that's true you've, yeah. got, you've got the bonkers character looking after this kid who's you know a bit troublesome the best thing about Cassandra Kane in this movie is the fact that she does give us an in to a different side of Harley's personality humanises her a bit it does yeah where you do see that Harley does look she seems to care for her to an extent, but then she still wants to I save everyone else. There's that moment, yeah, where she puts herself first and says, well, you know, I've got to do what I'm going to do. But then, nah, but then she comes good. So, you know, that's, that's nuts. In this movie, we keep seeing flashbacks with no nothing else other than a flashback. And it's a young Helena Bertolini. Mm. We know that is a young Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yeah. who is Huntress. Yep. They're making jokes, it's the crossbow killer and all of this. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like they were presenting what could have been a mystery, only it wasn't a mystery at all. Well, Do you I, th- if I, you're I, not a comic person... It would be a mystery. Wouldn't you, Are you just going to watch it and you're not going to know that that's what's happening? Because it, it's like I'm watching it and they're presenting a mystery that you already know the answer to. Well, do you mean a, mi- a mystery in terms of like... Which like who is that character, or a mystery being like that character running around with a crossbow, assassinating people? Is that girl in the flashback? Is that the mystery? Like, I mean, I guess it just seems. I mean, like... it's pretty clear that that girl is the girl is also the grown-up girl with the crossbow. Right. So that's so coming at it. I'm like, is this really obvious? No, to me that's pretty. Of the but I don't think, think they were. Tr- if... I don't think they were trying to keep that hidden. I think that was pretty. That was pretty clear. Right, okay. So maybe it's not supposed to be The a mystery, mystery, I guess, if you weren't following... Like, I went with my wife and she had questions up. She was like, oh, I never knew about these characters before. Right. Like, does, uh, you know, Black Canary actually... Can she actually scream? And I was like, yeah, no, oh, that's, a, that's a theme. Man, oh, you know, okay, we're, we're going to get a bit all over the place, but we need to just sort of like talk about these things as they happen. We're, we're going, let's, uh, Huntress. Did, let's stay on Huntress. Yes. Did you like... You know, I mean, they kind of have a thing with her where the whole... Uh, the crossbow killer thing and yeah. she's trying to give a big announcement of who she is like I'm Huntress she's trying to be a badass she's rehearsing yeah. you know, I'm Huntress did you like that? everything about it oh good I, 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 everything I it. about it and I don't know if I'm being biased because it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead but I, I I just ate it all up I was like I love this she looks like the character from the comics what they do a good start. present <laughs> a closer version to her costume, there's more purple on it when we get to that third act or the end of the third act. But just the appearance of her when she's, you know, in a civilian identity, she looks like Helena. I'm really, I, I love everything about her as Huntress. And they've just, there's so many quirks to her personality. And like when the other character's like, oh, actually, what you did there was pretty cool. She's like, oh, really? Oh, thanks. You can tell that she's lived in isolation. She's trained. But she's, she's having a really interesting. She's actually character. having fun. Her character is having fun. Like the bit, you know, where they're at the fun house and or the fair or whatever, and then all the characters are jumping down that big slide. Yeah, 
and then a bad guy goes after her. She kills she flips him, over flips him, yeah. it, and everyone's waiting at the bottom, and she just rides this dead guy to the bottom. It's Is that when cool. Harley Quinn says to her, like, you are really cool? Yeah, and that's what I liked as like, well. Like, she like, says exactly what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, like, Harley saying. was fangirling over these other heroes. Yeah, I thought Huntress was absolutely fantastic in this. Do you know the downside to it is that you only sort of get drips and teasers of her throughout the movie and then you don't really get to fully embrace her character until what, the third act. But she is a character, if you're looking at her origin, they covered it all. I guess it's they did it. I movie. guess they did it. Yeah. Like you couldn't give Huntress a whole movie Maybe a TV pilot, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but it's for me, it's all here. Well, what I know of that character, they could, yeah, it's a bit more here. of the Bertolini fan, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they it's could all have, in flashbacks. But then. they were alive, then they were dead. She was sent away, she trained, she comes back, she gets revenge. And the flashbacks, the flashbacks weren't overdrawn or no, too, too long or distracting. They showed them a couple of times, but each time they showed like a little bit extra. Yeah, I think they nailed Huntress for me. Brilliant. So, who is next? Dinah Lance. Let's Black do Canary. it, Black Canary. So, Jenny Smollett-Bell. It's probably not pronounced right, but... I, I did read that her take on the character was very much inspired by the Injustice comic by Tom Taylor, based okay. on the video game. Cool. So, slightly different to the comics. But I like the fact that she is a... Oh, what's the right way to put it? She's a like generation hero, or... what's What's the term? Where she's that next generation, like she's the second Black Canary. Oh, okay. It's, re- it's revealed that her mum, the original Black Canary, worked with the Gotham, Gotham City Police, which would mean that the original Black Canary Probably. predates Batman, which is bloody cool. Predates him, or well, of course he or would worked potentially way because she was him. no, no, not Ben Affleck's Batman, or maybe, maybe. A young, you know, young. But okay, so maybe she was around with Batman, but she was certainly like an early protector of Gotham. Which I think is brilliant because I mean, how old would you say Black Canary is in this? They're probably going to go from mid to late twenties. Yeah, she's not much older than that. Well, then her and mother could be kid... about twenty years older, which means go back okay, in time so... twenty years. I reckon, yeah. So if you had a four-year-old, a four-year-old Batman. Batman. Okay, so maybe, but she's at least like so second-generation hero, <laughs> and I think it's brilliant. And she's reluctant to use her powers, and especially to assist the police. Like she's staying away from that world. But when they're having that big showdown, like my favourite moment of the whole movie, I'm out of bullets, I'm out of arrows, like, and they're like, what are we going to do? And she just steps up, canary cry, perfection. And I'm glad, you know, like, I know the I know the power set sort of thing, so I, I accepted that was happening, but I, I'm glad they at least, for the average going audience who are familiar, they did tease that during her, when she when was singing. When the glass smashed. She smashed the, the glass, so it was sort of... But it was just brilliant, because, I mean, I already loved the fact that they portrayed the Canary Cry so well. Like, it, it just looked amazing. Oh, like sonic booms. Not and... only was she taking out the bad guys, Harley, now in skates, gets propelled towards the... She's in, in pursuit. It that's, was brilliant. That's comic book team-ups, right? It is, there, it is. Oh, talking about comic team-ups... What about the bit where, you know, they're having the fight? And which character is it? Is it Black Canary? I think it's Black Canary. And her hair keeps getting in her hair. And she asks for her hair. To, uh, her, <laughs> she said the hair. Her hair keeps getting... I'm so excited. Her hair gets <laughs> in her face. And she's like, have you got a hair tie? And is it Harley that like, gives her the hair tie? She, she ties her hair up. I feel like that then could... Then she continues fighting. That can only happen in a, a female superhero team-up as but well. But not you know, just like... a female superhero team-up. Like a, a movie made by females. Like whether mm. it's the director, the writers... 
whoever. You know, I was reading like, yeah, something... Like, a guy wouldn't write that. Unless they were no. brilliant. Well, <laughs> unless they, you know, they were asking women, you know, about when you're no. fighting or you're training. But it was the, the actress... Uh, is it Journey, I was saying? Journey? But the actress, Diana Lance, Black Canary. <laughs> she, I think she contributed that, and she was saying that, well, when she goes to the gym... Often her hair gets in her face. It's Real just life up. experiences bring it to the table. And it adds so much because so much of this film is like fantastical. It's oh, over ridiculous. the top. But these little, just these little bits of realism, like we're going to be practical about this. I mean, even like the footwear, it's like, okay, so we're not all going to walk around in stilettos. You know, the costumes, I think they did a really good, good job. And yeah, I think Black Canary in this was really cool. Yeah, you line them all up together and they look... Good. Uh, well, lastly, we've got Renee Montoya. The first time live action in film. This character has appeared in TV series Gotham, but that was more, I think, a character in name only. Uh, oh, sure. This, for me, is the first realised Renee Montoya, a character that we were first introduced to in Batman, the animated series, and then went on to become a character in the comics. At first, I was a little bit unsure because they've gone older with this character than she usually is. But it works. It's worked into the story brilliantly. Like the guy that's at the top of the police station, the captain. Mm. They were partners. She took the credit. It happens later on in the movie. She gets screwed, and then she just walks. He's like, "Screw this." So it, wor- it works. This is why she's older and still a detective. It's cool that they can sort of squeeze in like so an, much an origin story <laughs> so for this character without. I mean, there's a few scenes with her kind of thing, but there's not much to her origin. It's like, you get it. You understand. She's been screwed over once, twice too many times. She's She's got a box. She's out. She's gone. And the Harley narration does help in that scene, but but you get it. And so you get where, you know, you already realise that she's a badass, but now when, you know, they're forming the Birds of Prey at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't she? She's pissed off against the system. She's, she's there with them. And Rosie Perez, she does a really good Montoya, and hopefully we get to see more of her in other films. Mm. She's a cool character. And it, they did her justice in this. I like the um, the bulletproof vest, the, with like the, the, with Harley, the Harley design. Yeah, yeah. And then you know when she gets shot. Sexy and practical. <laughs> you know when she gets shot, you're just like, oh, well, she put that corset thing on. It's well, fine. It's all we good. knew. But it also, like, this is a character, again, she's you know older, but she's wearing a lot of baggy clothing. Yeah. Like she gets trash on at the beginning, so there she's wearing like whatever's been left around at the station, like a baggy t shirt, baggy pants. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What what is that filthy t shirt she was like I sh- Oh something about Was balls it I shaved or, my balls? Yeah, for I think it's something like <laughs> But they still managed to find a way that makes sense and didn't feel like it was shoehorned in where she got to stand with this with you know, the attractive team, only she's got this Some- you know, this uh, really, what would you call it? Like a, a suggestive corset. Corset, yeah, that's Cleavage it. is now on Cleavage show. Cleavage is there, corset. She's lined up with these other attractive women. And it was like a moment saying, here they are. Here's the sexy team. But for the most part, it was more about being practical, capable women, like don't need no man to save them. But yeah, a bulletproof vest will, you know, is always helpful. <laughs> I just, I thought it was, it was cool. And, that, and it adds to, for me, not having joker in this have him be a presence but mm. it's not about him it's about what he did and what harley is going to do to get over him i mean we said at the top of this uh this episode you know like it's 
I, th- I think that it's only positive that they were a strong connection to Suicide Squad, Squad, even though, you know, my feelings towards that movie, and I think you share some Yeah, I, I do, yeah, it's not a great movie, but those connections benefit But keep it alive, move the move the films and, the, and the, you know, this series in a different direction as they've been doing, which I think is fine, is great even, but keep that connection alive. Don't, don't cut and run, which is awesome. Uh, Black Mask. Incredible. You know Ewan McGregor is so bloody good in this. Now we know Ewan McGregor is a is an amazing actor. We we know that he's good at what he does. But often when I do see him on screen, a lot of the time I do see Ewan McGregor. I was completely lost when he was on screen. I was like, I forgot it was him. I just saw this new random guy just doing crazy. You've got to think as an actor and the caliber of act and the caliber of actor that McGregor is. When he read the script and the role of Black Mask, he's like, yes. I'm going to have fun with this. I am, Yeah, I and am going to have does, the yes, best time. Fun with and this. he is so over the top, he, in, a, in a brilliant way. But like borderline, you just read it as, you know, a little bit psychotic. Like he's oh, a bit, definitely. He's a bit... He's, he's he looks, is not a sane man. <laughs> he's really not. I mean, when he's, when he's laughing at the shrunken head in his office, <laughs> and he's like, he's just on another planet. Yeah. And just, you know, every... Batman villain or let's say Harley villain a Gotham villain needs a good gimmick he's got a black mask and when he puts the mask on it looks great this is a character until now we've only seen in comics it's a good to see him on screen really nothing no even animated I can't even think of an animated movie where this character has appeared maybe as like just a character in the background sure but this is definitely the first time that this character has been prominent and had dialogue front and centre sort of this is our guy um, but and no, he owns it. He absolutely owns it. That's good. And I think his he's sort of his motivation and his sort of plot purpose, you know, obviously it's money involved and stuff, so he, he just wants that thing. He wants to take it. He thinks he deserves to take it. It's his, whatever. And that he goes for it. And he's he gets, got power. He's, he know. gets killed. He gets blown up. On one hand, it is disappointing that that happens. He's not coming but, back for... But on the other, <laughs> it makes sense for a villain going up against this team to die. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? It seems Why would like, they leave him alive? Oh, let's yeah. let the cops arrest him. Like, no, of course they kill And so violently as well. Like, and the way they did it. Like, you know, you've got Cassandra Cain. She's, she's like, saying oh, to Harley, I've got the ring. And then Harley realises what she what she means and then kicks him off the bridge. Yep. And he just, boom, Great limbs pain. everywhere. Mm, good stuff. Victor Zaz. Yeah. He was a good character. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realise who he was at first, and they kept saying Zaz, and I was like, oh, Victor Zaz, that's him. I mean, outside of this movie, he's more prominent in the Gotham TV series. <laughs> they definitely went different, like, he didn't have the scars on there, where he even points out, I've got, a, I've got a space here just for you, Harley. Like, when I kill you, mm. I'm going to mark my body, and that's his whole thing. And that worked, I think. Um... But him and Roman had a very interesting dynamic and he's like you know Zaz is like it's almost quite intimate there. yeah and he's like I've got your best interests you know I'm going to look after you but I'm glad they didn't do any sort of like you know Zaz double crossing him or yeah, something like that yeah I'm glad like they didn't that. do that it was but fully just like the casual scene where Zaz is cutting off faces because that's Roman's thing Black Mask likes to take people's faces mm. gory you're not getting that in a PG-13 DC film isn't it weird that this movie is set in the same universe as Shazam. <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> Both those movies. It's it's pretty strange. It's... I do like it, though. I like that. Because that's the world we live in. You know, there's 
there's nice people, there's awful people, there's different... <laughs> there's puppy dogs to and flowers and marshmallows, and then there's also rape and pillaging and bloody mass oh, murder. keep it light. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. But that's the thing, though. Like, they're, they're Contrast able to, is real. They're able to have this DC extended universe where it's a single world, but have, you know, Shazam, Birds of Prey. The, the only one thing I want to pick out, though, is that... You know, in like Marvel movies, whereas you know you're wondering why aren't these characters helping another one, but it's like that's because they're on the other side of the planet or not on the planet. You know, they're off in space or something. So you, you let it slide and you go, "Cool, the world is huge. It makes sense." This movie is set in Gotham City, one city, and I know that they're kind of isolated in a certain part of Gotham, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. The police are involved and know about things happening. Has Batman retired? Where is he? Is but that's, he? And I, that's, I know uh, that, mate. That is comics. There is ongoing. There's just Catwoman things. comics. There's ongoing Teen Titans. You've got a Robin leading the team. Mm. There's a Birds of Prey comic. I think they need to leave Gotham. You know, <laughs> it's it's a thing. But if you think about a city, though, it's it's a big place, and they could mm. easily if the if Affleck comes back as Batman, they could easily just like make a reference to this. I mean, I get the that. Fact that Joker's it's not involved, his movie. I get it. Yeah, but the yeah. fact that I mean, even Suicide Squad. Maybe they, he's doing something with Joker. Maybe. Maybe. He's... But look at Suicide Squad. Batman pops in. The Flash pops in. Yeah. Which was fun, but it did feel novelty. Mm. I don't think I, that was okay there, and they've done it. Okay, they've ticked that box. They've shown that um, villains can yeah. go on an adventure and heroes be present. They didn't need that here. There's already a lot going on because they're introducing. You know, these smaller characters that we're familiar with, but, you know, maybe some of the movie... Go- but maybe the, some of the movie-going audience isn't too familiar with that. They don't know Black Canary. Mm. They don't know Huntress. Oh, no, so I, if you I, add, I get it. So and Batman just pops in. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's just going to take... There's definitely, the enough, uh, there's definitely enough name-dropping and stuff for him anyway. And they do that. And like, I get it. It's not his movie. It's a movie about these guys, but it just made, made me think, and I'm like, is Batman pretty average? Because... How is he allowing all this stuff to go on in his I mean, city? He's not average, you know? but he's one man, and they're going to continue <laughs> to build this universe. We still don't know. I mean, Affleck is said to be done, but who knows? Years from now, who knows? What Pattinson is doing as Batman is something completely separate. So that's over there somewhere. But Batman can't be everywhere, yeah, and they I mention guess. him enough. Oh, and they guess. don't just mention Batman; they mention Bruce Wayne <laughs> when they, they name the hyena. Oh, Bruce. that's it. Yeah, that hyena. I, mean, I was so glad it survived. <laughs> <laughs> just in a throwaway line near the end. Oh, he was all good. He was just sort of hiding over there. But I mean, ah, CGI animal on screen. Normally, you know, I'm a stickler for like, oh, why is there a CGI animal just running around? But it worked fine. It was all good. It wasn't too distracting. I mean, I noticed it, but it wasn't too distracting. They used a dog. Did they use a dog? They used a dog, oh, and, then and then digitally they oh, changed it up. Maybe so that's when, what made it work a bit more. I'd say so, because yeah. like the bit with the licorice, and there's so many moments where Harley is interacting with Bruce, the hyena, and they're really <laughs> close, and it's a dog. Yeah. And then they've you know digitally added the hyena. Oh, cool. Instead of just having a interacting with a golf ball on a stick. I like that. Maybe they can apply that to other monster movies and like dinosaur movies and creature features and stuff. What do you reckon to the beaver? Um, I mean, that's a character from the is comics. It, is it, it is a character. I like when Cassandra Cain asks, like, you know, who's the beaver? And she's like, it's just the beaver. <laughs> there's there's moments that I liked, you know, 
and it kind of happened, I think, in Suicide Squad. Oh, it did happen in Suicide Squad as well, where there's times, it doesn't happen too often, where Harley is around people and she will answer a question, but it's in her head. And the people around are like, what? It's like when she's... I think, you know when she gets that, the, the, the cheese sandwich, the cheese and bacon sandwich? Thing? Yes, she does oh, it Oh my there. God, that made me so hungry. But she's sort of the nar- out of she's narrating that, something. That put me off, the cheese. A couple of months out of the day. <laughs> but that's how you get quality, quality flavour. But she's narrating to us. She's saying, like, it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then she'll turn to the, you know, the, the deli, whatever it was, the food truck guy, and then be like, I don't know. The second part of her sentence, I forget what it was, you know, like, you really are the best or something like that, but it was... That's right. And but he like, just what? nods, but it's like, that wouldn't... He would be like, what the hell? And like with the beaver, like, she legitimately has conversations. Mm. That is the thing. And it happened in the comics as well. Those, But in the comics, the beaver would have his own speech bubbles. Oh, like so, thinking? Like thinking bubbles? It was more like a speech bubble with, like, added bubbles around the edges. <laughs> okay, you like know, so just make it, was... it sound like it's not quite... Happening. It's they something have different, yeah. A different effects, but on the page, like you would read the responses from the beaver, like you'd see the right. both sides of the conversation. I look. I liked. I didn't know the beaver was a such a a big thing, but yeah, Harley Quinn and a beaver. I, you know, that's. Good. I mean, that's the joke. That's, you just said the joke. I said the joke. Cool. That's the whole joke. I mean, I was thinking it while I was watching it. I was like, is there a joke here, Harley Quinn? I mean, and that's beaver? it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's you found it. That's good. Um, there's, there's a. A post-credit thing? You know... Did you stick around? No, I didn't. Like, oh, wow. End credits. And, you know, I will say, not many people were in my screening, and it was uh, Sunday afternoon. We not many people. We don't know anymore, though. Like, DC started adopting it, and then, like, did they not? I don't know. We just don't know. But we, everybody, you know... The you hand, just want to be say sure. everybody. The handful of people that were watching yeah. the movie at the same time as me had all left. And then the cinema people were getting ready to clear up. Like, so I'm like, come on. Guys. So I quickly, I, I looked it up, and there was, there's no post credit scene, but there is apparently some audio. So I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what it is. So Harley Quinn, sort of Ferris Bueller style, again a Deadpool type comparison, but it's only narration only. She says, "Hey, what? You guys are still here? You waited?" I think she, you know, digs at us or something. It's just like you guys are stupid. Um, and then said, "Hey, I've got a secret about Batman," and. I don't know, it says something like, Batman is... And then it just cuts. Right. So there actually is no secret delivered or anything. So we don't know if it was she was going to reveal the identity of Batman, which is like, well, we all kind of know. Or, That's or, the obvious one. Or if it was, you know, something to do with an upcoming movie or... Who knows? But I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, it could have been something like, I know a secret about Batman. Pause. He's been recast. That would have fit this world. <laughs> if Harley Quinn had a meta joke that Affleck is no longer Batman, is now Pattinson. Maybe, I reckon if she just fully just addressed the fact that, you know, like, oh, I've got a secret about the upcoming Batman movie or something, and then she goes to say something, like, and, and that is, and then it cuts. Maybe then it would have been like, oh, what is it? See, it sounds like they it's were really nothing. on their way to something interesting. But probably not. Well, well, yeah, that's the intention, but I... I'm glad that it stick around. <laughs> it sounded like she was just going to reveal the identity of Batman, which is, okay, Bruce Wayne, like, who cares? <laughs> like, we we know, because we're the audience, we're watching a movie. So, yeah, I don't know, a bit disappointing. I made the wife stay, and then she was angry, because I <laughs> made that happen. Would you like to rate... <laughs> I would, yeah. A Birds of Prey, I would. Uh, and the amount he's found. It's, it's just Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, I've been putting so much thought into the the 
the name of this review <laughs> when we post it. Like, what are we going to no. call it? But we can talk about it off air. The whole thing. Really? To it. I mean, you're... Okay, maybe. <laughs> the rating, though. Wow. I, I think talking about it here has helped. Because, again, I did struggle with that first 20 minutes. And I really wasn't sure. And, you know, people have asked me, what did you think? to it and it's like it was okay and I enjoyed bits but I think I enjoyed it a little bit more now I've had time to reflect on it I did go in with low expectations I'm a big DC guy but not a big Harley Quinn guy and those trailers didn't get me too excited but when you see The Birds of Prey that's the movie for me I would have liked more of that but it really is Harley Quinn and The Birds of Prey like they're just background characters for the most part in the Harlequin movie I'm going to come in not uh, it's, it's tough because I don't want to rate it too low but I feel comfortable again like reflecting on it I'm going to give it 3.5 okay. I was um, I've been going back and forth with, with obviously two different numbers like, <laughs> um yeah, like, like I was the same going in. I was like, I literally have no interest in this movie. Like I was, I was like, this, this is kind of the, the trailers really didn't sell it. Um, I really didn't expect much at all. Expectations were really low, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, I had a really good time. I enjoyed the most of the movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm deducting points for. I didn't think the the uh, the narrative structure was necessary for it to be played with. The fact that they are selling this as a Birds of Prey movie when it really isn't, it's Harley Quinn featuring the Birds of Prey. Like, I mean, just give us some credit. Call it that if that's what it is. You know, sell the movie as it is. Um, Harley Quinn does sell. I, think, I mean, that's it. And that's why clearly they? why she's found a way into the tile. If they had done the opposite and done Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, but it was more a Birds of Prey movie and not Harley Quinn at all, I'd be like, I'd, I'd be on the same argument saying. Well, why sell it like that? But, you know, whatever. I think if they did just call it Birds of Prey and I watched it and found out it was actually a Harley Quinn movie, I would be annoyed. That's why you need the emancipation of one Harley Quinn, etc. It's very important. But look, I I feel like I want to give it a four, but I do feel like that's too high, even though I had a really, you know, I had a pretty good time and it was fun and enjoyable and funny, but I think that's because my expectations were so low. And that's it. If I was to watch it again, I feel like it won't be a four. So I'm going to come in with a 3.5 as well. And I have, I had been, since watching it, I've been bouncing between the two. I have struggled. Some movies, like Bad Boys for Life, you you just know. You just know. You just know straight away. Sometimes you think, did I go too high? But nah, like it's fine. You just know. You just know. But this movie, I'm glad that we didn't do a review straight away. I've had to just sit with it for a little while and just mm. think. I do hope people go out and watch it, though. And I've mentioned the box office a couple of times, but it's not tracking that well. And it, it's not a bad movie at all. Yeah. What, if, we, what we probably should do, uh, you know, obviously this is a spoiler review, so if you haven't watched, or you, if you're here, you've probably watched it. But, I mean, we should probably get out there and tell people <laughs> that it is pretty good and worth watching. Off air or I on can't our help socials, but feel like there is a percentage of fans that are not going to watch this movie because women. It's women, yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah, I was, I was trying to find the right words, but yeah, yeah, women. A woman is the correct I, word. I do, I think. <laughs> but I, I do think that's what could 
hurt this. Like we mentioned the Suicide Squad movie that's coming out. Oh, well, that one's got blokes in it. I'll wait for that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, Suicide Squad wasn't received amazingly well, so maybe you know that's hurting this. Um, the R rating is deterring, you know, the the, the young R female rating audience. could be a legit de facto, but I do think, uh, yeah, the, the female, I do think, which is terrible, a percentage of males that aren't going to be interested so this in a female centric movie. This movie's got a few things going against it. It really does. It really does. But it's crazy. I mean, what was the previous DC movie before this? Well, Joker, Joker. and which character is. Most related to Connected. Joker besides Batman, Harley Quinn. And, what, and the last like, DC EU movie was what Shazam. Shazam. Before that, Aquaman. See, Shazam didn't do. It didn't do amazing. It did, enough, but it did but well enough. Yeah, but maybe... it's a male superhero, so he gets a sequel. That seems to happen. Honestly, years ago when DC started making direct-to-home video animated movies, they were all set to make a Catwoman movie. The Kerry Russell starring Wonder Woman animated movie, although brilliant, didn't sell well. So Catwoman got scrapped. And it's never <laughs> happened since. They've not made an animated Catwoman movie. And it was a project that was ready to go. So unfortunately, if female-centric films don't perform as expected, it's as if the studios think, oh, well, that didn't work then. Let's not do that again. Well, what's next? DC's next one is Wonder Woman. I mean, that's true, but that movie did really well. So, the second one, just to keep the momentum So, that movie could go really well. I mean, Warner Brothers is still going to be riding high with Joker. At the Oscars, Joaquin Phoenix just won Best Actor. Mm. So, there's an appetite for Joker, clearly. I mean, mean, yeah. Well, an appetite for a good movie. But, I mean, this is a pretty good movie. It is a good movie. I mean, it's not not Joker level, but... (laughs) Pretty high. I mean, tonally, you know, like Suicide Squad, it's a bit loud and all over the place, but it works with these characters. I think this is a... Where Suicide Squad was, it, it fell because it was some cool characters, but it was just moving from point A to B. This movie had a lot more happening and going on and more interactions, and it was a better movie. Like, this is a way better movie than Suicide Squad. I'm going to have to do the trivia, because otherwise <laughs> we're just going to keep talking about this movie... <laughs> Comic book movies in general, we'll just keep going along. I wanted to get something a little bit interesting. I didn't want to have a fact about this movie. So, okay, so let's keep it Birds of Prey and DC. Related to the Arrowverse, the plot of this movie is apparently that Batman has left Gotham and it's up to a female superhero or superheroes to save the day. That not only sounds like the premise of Batwoman, you know, the Ruby Rose TV series, but also of the earlier Birds of Prey TV show back from 2002, I believe. Related to the Birds of Prey TV series, Harley was barely in it as a villain. She fought, I think, in the season finale or close to. Here, not only is she a hero, she's pretty much the main headliner. Mmm. The majority of what I got from that was Batman left. has left. Batman's left. See, they could have thrown something in there. Like It he, seems he... to be the way to go. If they're doing Birds of Prey or Harley Quinn... They don't want Batman near it. So I think they would have made he's always then got had their, a reason to leave. They've got their whole city now to play with if they'd done that. Maybe he's just off with the Justice League or something. They're doing, I don't so know, just one throwaway line. The old Birds of Prey TV series from the early 2000s, it's the current Batman TV series, or it's this movie. Batman mm. seems to have left. He's definitely not there. No Batman. Well, that's it for our review of Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. 
Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Film Street Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsdupodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Bad Boys for Life and Uncut Gems. Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at Crisis on Infinite Earths, the DC crossover event, and Rewind and Review will soon be taking on The Hangover from 2009. Our next review from that film, Stu, will be Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Oh, it's about time. It is about time. (laughs) When did that come out? <laughs> it's been a mess. In run. the US, they got it late last year at the cinema and in the UK. For us here in Australia, we need to settle for DVD or Blu ray. No theatrical release. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Blame Kevin. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. Bye.